Thank you, ladies, and all God's children said, amen. That was a good message. That was a good message and song. I, pro- I apologize to everyone who has hearing aids and pacemakers. Uh, that, was, uh, that got our attention. Open your Bibles again to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. And I want you to look at two verses, at two verses as I preach this morning on the subject There are battles in the land of victory. There are battles in the land of victory. Look at verse number 27. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Then I want you to look at verse number uh, 33. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. I believe the message this morning can be of a great help to all of us of all ages and all levels of the Christian life as I preach this morning on the subject, there are battles even in the land of of victory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless the preaching of your word this morning. I desire to be an encouragement and a blessing to every Christian, especially those that are facing some struggle and difficulty in their life. I pray that our faith in you would be increased and you would help us, Lord, by our hearing of the Word of God preached this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. There are three great or major locations that make up the story or the history of the Israelites. Number one, there is a land of Egypt. Second of all, there is the wilderness. And third of all, there is the land of Canaan. The land of Egypt was a land of bondage. The wilderness was a place of burdens. The land of Canaan was a place of blessings. I want you to remember those three words as it defines those three locations of the history and uh, the story of the children of Israel. They were slaves in the land of Egypt. They were in bondage. They were in bondage under the mighty hand of Pharaoh. God told Moses, he said, Moses, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And of course, he refused. And after the 10 plagues, God finally got their attention and he delivered them from the land of Egypt, from the land of bondage. They went then to the wilderness. The wilderness was a place of burdens. You see, there was no water in the wilderness. And they went to Moses and they said, Did you bring us out here uh, to die of thirst and to die of starvation? Moses went to the God of heaven and as God pray, and Moses prayed to God, uh, God gave water from the rock of Horeb. The Bible described it as streams or rivers in the desert. And so the land of uh, the wilderness was a place of burdens. God gave them, if you remember, manna to eat. It came every morning and they gathered the manna and they ate it for the day. Every day, just enough manna for the day, teaching us that man does not live by bread alone, but uh, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. 
Then they came to the land of blessing. That was the land of Canaan. That's the land that they've been told about all of their lives as they would come to the land of Canaan. Now, it was not just one generation. In fact, many died in the wilderness because of their complaining and their children come to the land of Canaan. When they come to the land of Canaan, Moses sent 12 spies to spy out the land. When they came to the land, that, that those 12 spies, they said, surely it is just as God had promised. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a land of prosperity. And it is a land where there's great fruit. In fact, you'll find uh, the Bible says that they brought some of the fruit back and the grape pods were so big that they carried the grape uh, the grapes on a pole carrying it between two men. I thought I'd go to a good deal on strawberries at Sam's yesterday, but you talk about a good deal on grapes. They had it in the land of Canaan. And they brought them back carrying uh, those pot of grapes. And they said, surely uh, the land is a land flowing with milk and honey. But there seemed to be a surprise. They said, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. But there are walled cities in Canaan. There are giants in the land of Canaan. There are folks that don't want us in the land of Canaan. And it almost seemed like a surprise to them. In fact, they came back saying that they were so big in the land of Canaan and the Israelites were like grasshoppers in their sight. Those 10 of the 12 spies said, there are so many enemies in the land, we can't take the land and there was a murmuring among the people. It seemed like they were shocked. They were surprised. They were disappointed that they would face battles in the land of Canaan. But the truth is, in every part of the Christian life, until we get to heaven, there are going to be battles even in the land of victory. Sometimes we think, wow, if, 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 if I become a Christian, all of my problems will be gone. Now the truth is, your sins will be taken away. You will be delivered from the land of bondage. You will be set free from your sin. And if you're not saved, you ought to trust Christ as your Savior today. You ought to trust Him. You ought to trust Christ and accept God's gift of eternal life that is freely given by grace through faith in Him. And surely, if you trust Christ as Savior, you will be delivered from the land of bondage, but you will not be free from battles because there are battles even in the land of victory. Are you with me this morning? Some folks, they, 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 they uh, become a Christian and they think, well, I thought all my burdens would be gone. I thought all of my problems would be gone. I thought all my difficulties would be gone, but they get to the land of Canaan and they still find a representation of the world, the flesh and the devil that they have to fight every day. Now, don't miss this statement. To have victory in the land of bondage is to leave the land of bondage. To have victory in the land of burdens is to leave the land of burdens. To have victory in the land of Canaan is to enjoy the Christian life God has 
for us. Those battles over there were difficult. Thank God I'm free. For a long time I traveled down a long, lonely road. That's what the song says. But then I met Jesus and he said, thank God I'm free. Then we came to the land of burdens and God supplied our needs as we came through that wilderness time. Then we get to the place of Canaan and it is here where every battle is worth the blessing. Now, now, now listen to me. There are some times that sports teams, they play scrimmage games. Those are fun to play. And they, they, they want to win those games, whether it be basketball or football. In fact, I hope Kentucky won some scrimmage games because they didn't win much after that. Uh, but anyway, uh, they win the scrimmage game. But what they really count is the season game. Now, these, these games in the land uh, of burden here in the wilderness, uh, they're worth fighting for, but over here is where you win the championship. And so I want to say today, in every area of life, don't be surprised that there's still battles in the land of victory. I'm going to give you another very important truth about this. If I did not have battles in the land of victory, I would quit trusting in Him. So God has designed life. God has designed life here on this earth and here in this old flesh that every, that every blessing requires a battle and that battle requires my faith in God. And if I have faith in God to win the battle, I will enjoy the blessing. And so I preach this morning, there are battles in the land of victory. We often think if I could just get to that certain place, then my worries would be over. If I could just get to that certain place financially, if I could get to that certain place in life, uh, then I could rest and I could uh, be at ease. There is no place like that in the Christian life. In every area of life, there are battles. But battles is what brings the blessing and battles are what cause us to keep our faith in God. I said to a preacher friend of mine, Brother Bobby Robertson, he pastored the same church more than 60 years, Walkertown, North Carolina. When he turned 80 years old, he and I were preaching together in Florida, outside of Orlando, Florida. In fact, I'll never forget when I got there, he had just a small bag. We were preaching two days, and uh, I had a suitcase, and I had, a, uh, I, I had uh, uh, my briefcase. And uh, when I uh, got out of luggage there, he said, Brother Jeff, did your wife come with you? I said, no, sir, why? He said, all that luggage, it looks like your wife came with you. And he being from South Car uh, North Carolina and from the country, he said, I, I've got to where I just carry mine in a poke. <laughs> How many of you know what a poke is? Now, I'm into the Greek and Hebrew, I understand that. But I said to Brother Robertson when he turned 80 years old, I said, Brother Robertson, is there a time, is there an age in life that life got easier? And you didn't have battles to fight and there were no temptations. He said, I don't know. Up to age 80, there's still battles to fight. There's still temptations. Maybe it get, gets easier at 85. I'll let you know when I get there. But there are battles even in the land of victory. I used to think pastors who had large churches... I used to think pastors that had large congregations that they had life pretty easy. And I thought, man, I get to the place and 
Maybe we can pay the bills and, and uh, it won't, won't be such a struggle and every week and every month and uh, just a, a, a time of faith. But you know, at every stage of church ministry, life continues to be a battle. Now, I don't say that to be discouraging or say that to be negative because at every level of battle is a better level of blessing. But don't be discouraged because there are still battles in the land of victory. There are young people here this morning, they're preparing for marriage. And I'm not joking, I'm not telling joke about this. They're preparing for marriage and some think life is over and there won't be any more battles when I get married. I really didn't say that to be a joke, but boy, are they fooled. One fellow said, my wife's an angel. He said, well, that's nice. He said, yeah, she's always up in there harping about something. But anyway, that's not that. But somehow we think we get to that place, if I can just get married, then my problems will be over. Or they think this, if I get to the place that I'm married, I won't have to work so hard in the relationship. May I say this morning, if you're not still working on your marriage like you did in your dating, your marriage is not what it could be. Some fellas date their girlfriends until they get married, and then after that, I am preaching now. Can you fellas hear me back here? Because I want you to hear this. I want to make sure you can hear this. Somehow we get to the place we think once we get married, I don't, I don't have to buy flowers anymore. I don't have, to have, don't have to date anymore. don't have to plan that. The truth is in every area of life, in marriage and even after 10 years and 20 years and 30 years of marriage, we need to continue to date our wives because what it took to have success is what it takes to keep success. Some of you men ought to ask your wife for a date. You haven't been on one in a while. I heard of one fellow, he was unkind to his wife and just, just sort of sharp and, and he, he went off to work and he got to thinking about uh, how he'd been unkind to his wife the evening before and, and uh, she said, uh, uh, and, and he started feeling bad about how he'd sort of talked bad to his wife and that day he thought, I've got I've to make up to her. And so he stopped on, uh, on the way home up from work and he bought her a box of chocolate and he bought her a dozen roses. And rather than going in the house, he rang the doorbell. And she came and she opened the door and she saw him. She just started crying. He said, what's wrong? He said, well, she said, well, this morning the washing machine broke. The sink ran over. One of, one of the boys fell and cut, his, uh, and cut his hand. And now here it is, you come home drunk. Sometimes you get to the place that when you're kind, they think something's up. May I say this morning, the Lord Jesus said, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies, and he that loveth his wife loveth himself. And the Bible says, uh, uh, even as Christ loved the church, we ought to continue working on our lives, even when we get to different levels of blessings in our life, we ought to continue to make life better. Every victory Paul won was a battle in the land of victory. Paul knew what it was like to be in the land of bondage. 
He was in religious bondage. He was religious, but he was lost. Paul was saved and he was born again. He went through a time of training and a time of preparation that I would equate to the wilderness. And it was a time of of difficulty, a time of burden. Then Paul came to the place where God said, separate me at Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And they stepped out into a place of blessing. But the battles didn't end there. The battles continued. But as as Paul fought the battles... As Paul continued, God gave him victory in the land of victory that he could not get anyplace else. I say to the Christian this morning who's discouraged because of difficulties in their life, I say this morning, don't be discouraged. Understand, we need those battles even in the land of victory. It keeps our faith in God strong. It keeps us depending on God. And it keeps us growing in the land of blessing. The Lord's been good to our church. He's blessed our church so very much. I yesterday was at the property on Clay's Mill Road and I met with our Spanish pastor and I met with some of the men that are in the Spanish church. I guess a dozen of them. They're Sunday school teachers and ushers and workers in the church. And as I stood in that building in what seemed to be a, a, a very small building and I rehearsed the days that we poured the a concrete and we put up the walls and we built the building and we worked hard. And I remember in in fact, the very first Sunday we were in that building, the power went off and all the lights went out. We had a candlelight service unplanned that first Sunday morning over in that property. But as I rehearsed how good God had been, I sometimes have thought through the years, when we get to the next level, things will be easier. But you hear me well, it doesn't matter what level of success we may achieve the devil is always there to fight against us don't you let that discourage you and you come back with an evil report but I want you to say there's still battles to be won there's still victories to be won there's blessings to be had in the land of victory some may think those who have worked hard for many years to build and establish a business now have it easy in life The truth is, it's not an easy task to operate and manage a successful business. There are different set of battles at a successful level of business. However, those who use those challenges and those battles, even in that level of victory, even in the land of Canaan, they enjoy a level of blessings that are greater than anything they've enjoyed before. Am I making sense to us this morning? Are you with me? You understand what I'm preaching this morning? It's a victory to graduate at each level of education. It's a great victory to move into a career and a training program. However, the challenges do not get easier. The blessing gets bigger and the responsibilities and the requirements increase. I want to say to us this morning, keep pressing on the upward way. As the song says, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I'm glad he delivered me from the land of bondage. There were a lot of battles there. 
I'm glad he brought me through uh, the land of burdens and there were many trials there. And I'm glad to be living in Canaan land. And as we sing the song, I'm living uh, uh, on the mountain underneath the cloudless sky. I'm glad to live in the land of Canaan. But even in the land of Canaan, there are giants to face. There are walled cities that have to be broken down. And let's keep pressing forward as God has blessed our lives and brought us to a land of Canaan. Let's keep pressing on. Think of this illustration. I contend that it is as difficult for a great sports program to maintain their level of greatness than it was to becoming a great sports program. You see, life does not become easy at strength. It takes work to maintain strength like it did to build strength. The same is true of a Christian. The same is true of a church. The same is true of a marriage. The same is true of a family. The same is true of a friendship. The same is true of a business. We have to continue to work at our strength no matter how strong you become because when we quit, we lose our strength and begin to go backwards. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Chronicles chapter 26. I preached from this passage of Scripture on Thursday to our college students about King Uzziah. And how King Uzziah was used of God to be a great king for 50 plus years. He was a great inventor. As a king, he was a great protector. And you want to mark these verses in your Bible, 2 Chronicles chapter 26, the Old Testament book, 2 Chronicles 26, and the Bible says in verse number 15, and he, talking about King Uzziah, made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers upon the bulwarks, to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped, and I have this marked in my Bible, till he was strong. Now look at verse number 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. You know what happened? He came out of the land of bondage because the Bible says he sought the Lord. He made it through the land of burden because he sought the Lord. When he came to the land of blessing, rather than continuing his faith in God and continuing to seek the Lord... What he did, he stopped trusting in God and he lost his strength. The Bible tells us that he behaved as the priest and he went into the uh, temple, he went in to offer a sacrifice that he was not permitted to do. And as a result of that, he was uh, stricken with leprosy. Why? Because he got to the land of blessing. He got to the place of strength. He got to the place of prosperity and he quit. He stopped seeking the Lord. 
You remember how it was when you were in bondage and you came to the place, you said, oh Lord, please deliver me. There's only one way I can get out of this place of bondage and that's if you by your grace will save you and, and, and will save me and God saved you and he brought you out of the land of bondage and through the land of burden. But we get over here to this place and how sad it is. Many people profess the name of Christ and haven't darkened the door of a church in months and years. They've come to the place they don't spend time in the Word of God. They don't spend time in prayer. What it took to bring you to the place of strength and the place of blessing and the place of success is what it'll take to keep us here. Have faith in God. Keep trusting in God. Go back to our text passage, if you will, as I close this morning. Numbers chapter 13 Notice what the Bible says in verse number 27. And they told him and said, We came into the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak. Those were the giants. Verse number 29, The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. I want you to look at verse number 30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. Verse 31. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Now here's what happened. The 10 of the 12 spies gave an evil report. And you know what they did? They stopped. And that generation did not go into the land of Canaan. Caleb was 85 years old when he inherited the land of Canaan. And I want to say this morning, as you enter into the land of blessing and you enter into the land of victory, don't stop trusting in God. The mountains are high and the giants are big and the walled cities are strong. But by the grace of God, we can continue in victory. You as a Christian can have victory in your life. You as a Christian, you can have victory. Sometimes folks are surprised saying, well, I thought when I got here, I wouldn't have any problems anymore. Oh, no. That's where God wants you to win the victory so you can enjoy the blessings of life. Stand with me, if you will. You may be here this morning. You're in the land of bondage. You've never trusted Christ as Savior. You need to call on Him today, and He'll give to you eternal life. He'll deliver you from the land of bondage. There's a time of growing in our Christian life until we win some battles and we get to the place of victory. But that's where God wants us to be. I say this morning, keep pressing on. We look at the condition of our nation and we sometimes say, as they said here, there's no way we can go on. By the grace of God, we can have revival in our country. 
By the help of God, we can see people come to know Christ as Savior. Don't be disappointed. Don't be surprised. Don't quit because there are battles in the land of victory. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the Word of God and the lessons and the truths that we learn from it. I pray, dear God, that you would help us today and perhaps there are Christians here that have come to a place in their life they thought it would be easy now that they'd come to the place of surrender, that they'd come to the land of Canaan and today they're disappointed because they're still fighting battles. Help us to know that's the way life is here on earth. And what it took to make us strong is what it will take to keep us strong. May we press on. Bless our invitation, I pray. I pray your will be accomplished in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As he sings on the invitation song, the altar is open this morning. Perhaps you're a Christian that needs to use the altar and say, Lord, help me to press on in a time of difficulty. Help me to keep pressing on. Perhaps you've come to an unexpected battle or burden in your life. You thought you would come to the place of victory. There wouldn't be any more battles. There wouldn't be any more difficulty. But you faced a giant in your life. You faced a walled city in your life. You can have victory. You can. Press on. Fight on. Trust on. Keep trusting in the Lord. As he sings, if you're here this morning, you don't know Christ as your Savior. There are men and there are ladies here at the front. We'd be glad to take the Bible and show you how you can know for sure heaven is your home. You can know for sure that your sins are forgiven and that you have eternal life. He said in 1 John 5, 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. You can know it for sure. This is the final verse of invitation song. If no one else comes, we'll be finished and be ready to baptize this morning. If you need to come, come right now. You faced an unexpected battle in your life this morning. You ought to decide, I'm going to keep trusting God. I'm going to press on. I'm going to fight on. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for listening this morning. I'm going to have you to be seated as we prepare for baptism. Brother James Cummins, he had planned to be baptized last Sunday, but we had all the power that went out. His went out at home, and uh, I'm glad this morning that he's come. He uh, trusted Christ as Savior some time ago, and uh, I'm glad this morning he's coming uh, to follow the Lord and believers' baptism and to become a member of our church. Pick up a songbook, if you will, and Brother Young will lead us in a couple of verses of a song, and we'll be ready to baptize quickly. Remain seated as we turn our psalm books to hymn number 43, Nothing But the Blood. We'll begin on that first verse, hymn 43.
second verse. For my part in this I see nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing this I plead nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow makes me white as This is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as Cummins, upon the profession of your faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize thee, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, buried in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. God bless you, my friend. Thank you. And let's all stand. Thank you for being in church today. Pray for our buses as they travel today. Ask the Lord to give them safety. Visitors, thank you for coming, and uh, if you will, if you're visiting with us today, stop by uh, the welcome desk out there and pick up a coffee cup uh, so you can think about the church, you can pray for us, and uh, so good to have you in church today, and hope you'll come back again. Service tonight at 6 o'clock this evening, we'll enjoy a wonderful evening service, and uh, look forward to uh, being together again this evening. Heavenly Father, dismiss us with your blessings. Thank you for your goodness to us and help us to understand that even in the land of blessings, there are battles, uh, but Lord, they're worth fighting and help us to press on, help us to continue to move forward by the grace of God. Help our people, I pray, to enjoy the victories that you have planned for them in their lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.